What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Run Up the Score podcast. I'm your host, Noah Willard, joined today by special guest Xander Julian. What's up, Xander? Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Today, we've, we've got a little bit to talk about. We can go back through and talk about the play-in games that we had uh, early last week, and we can recap game ones in the NBA playoffs. And we're going to continue and just preview the rest of the first round and talk about the injury luck, give predictions for the rest of the playoffs in general. So, Big episode today. I'm excited to jump into it. Let's go. So uh, starting off, we're going to just very quickly talk about the NBA play-in games. First off, we have number eight Hawks versus number seven Heat. Obviously, the Hawks come away with that victory. The Heat looked terrible. Honestly, yeah, they did. That was not the best game by the Heat. Yeah, but um, it, it, was a, it was a rough Jimmy Butler game. I mean, Jimmy Butler is okay. Obviously, you'd love to see Bam Adebayo do more, but, I mean, Clint Capella just – dominated that game I mean he had like what 20 something rebounds or something like that yeah he definitely out rebounded bam down in the post Trey Young took over late in the fourth with a bunch of threes little flurry of threes there uh, as well as DeJounte Murray he he took over midway through the third and they never let off the gas after that yeah big it sucks too for the heat they had a big Kyle Lowry game that game too he had like 33 points or something like that yeah um Anyways, you move on, and the Heat ended up winning the next game. Speaking of going on to our other Eastern Conference game, the Chicago Bulls. They, I mean, hey, Screw hey, them. Didn't make the playoffs, but they at least made. They at least won a game. Congratulations. Um, playoffs is where it matters, man. I don't see their names on, up on that list. Uh, well, the Bulls suck. I hate the Bulls. And, of course, <laughs> just a little Bulls rant real quick. The owner of, or the GM of the Bulls, uh, Arturis Kanisovas, already said that he doesn't even want to rebuild the team. Like, he's cool with the core. It's like, man, we're the, we're the 10 seed this year. We were the 6 seed last year. What are we doing? Anyways, Bulls come away with a win against the Raptors. The real MVP was DR DeRozan, DeMar's daughter. Oh, um, yeah. Raptors shot 50% from th- free throws. Hilarious. 36. I mean, that that's never been seen. Yeah. That, um, that's atrocious. And then, obviously, the next playing game, the Heat go on to beat the Bulls. Uh, go Heat. Kind of a terrible showing from the Bulls. I mean, the Bulls mm. just cannot put it together consistently. I mean, it's kind of obvious going into this game is which team is going to get to lose against the Bucks. Now, it has gotten a little bit more interesting, which we'll go into once we get into the first ra- the first games of the first round. But it, it was just a little bit interesting uh, to see Giannis go down. But either, either way, this game was pretty much which team is going to lose to the to the Bucks, and yeah. the Bulls kind of blew it. They had a chance at the end of the game. Moving over to the Western Conference games, like I said, real just real quick going through these play-in games. We had the Lakers versus the Timberwolves. The Lakers ended up winning this game. The Timberwolves really just kind of fell apart, even without Rudy Gobert. I mean, I, I called it on the last week's podcast. Carl Anthony yeah. Townsend at center just cannot play defense. He he picked up five quick fouls, had to sit a little bit. Um, I think he fouled out. I don't I don't remember. Maybe he didn't. Um, the game ended up going to overtime. You had uh, the cool moment, Dennis Schroeder and LeBron James both getting the ice on the wrist yes. or ice on the uh, in the veins. Um, Anthony Edwards had a stinker that game. Obviously, they come back and beat the Thunder in the second game of the or the third game of the Western Conference play-in. I mean, Josh Giddy had an awesome game in the first game. Shea, Lou Dort, the Dorcher Chamber had a great game. Couldn't get it done against the Timberwolves. No, that second game against the. Uh... Thunder for the Timberwolves was they were firing on all cylinders. Anthony Edwards went off for close to thirty, if not thirty. Uh, Rudy Gobert with his flurry of blocks and 
Cat really doubled down on defense, actually got it done for once. So Timberwolves are they're going to be an interesting team, like for the remainder of the series in the playoffs. I think so too, especially now. Like I I, I kind of thought they were going to get crushed um, in the play-in, both games, losing Jade McDaniels and obviously the first game not having Rudy Gobert. I thought that defense was really going to struggle, but Anthony Edwards has, has been really good on defense for them. Obviously, um, they did get killed by the Nuggets uh, Sunday night. 29-point <laughs> loss. It was over before it even started. Timberwolves did not show up to play. Jokic is just out there screwing around, having fun. So... I would to get this to six games. I, I would have liked to see the Timberwolves do better this season. I, th- I think that they had a solid team. Um, they do I, have I don't a know. solid core, season core, experience core. Anthony Edwards in his third year now. Uh, yes, third I or believe fourth, third year or fourth like year. Yeah. Rudy Gobert, obviously, they've got a few instances behind the scenes. They're kind of working out, but I mean, the chemistry is really where it's killing them. I mean, too many turnovers in transition, take fouls, screwing them over really early on. Yeah, um, I'm curious to see if they can even take a game from the Nuggets, to be honest with you. Yeah, if they get one, it's only one. They're only going to win one. And I would assume it would probably be like that third or fourth game to, you know, when the pressure's really on to yeah. avoid a sweep. To, to, they don't, nobody wants to get swept, you know what I mean? Exactly, and it's very hard to do, especially that closeout game. Yeah, so do you have any other thoughts on the play-in real quick before we just go ahead and move on to the um, meat and potatoes? The I would love to talk more about the play-in, but, you know, it happened a week ago, so maybe next next year we'll do a episode in between. But just jump in right in what people care about. I do want to go ahead and preface before we jump into the playoffs, we are recording this episode on um, Monday, uh, Monday before the two games tonight. So we've got all game ones of every single series right now. We have not seen what happens in the Nets Sixers series in the Nets Nets Sixers game two and Warriors Kings game two that you guys will be seeing the night before this video or this uh, podcast gets published. We're just gonna go ahead and start, and we're gonna go in the order that the the games are played. So starting off with 76ers versus Nets. You got any opening thoughts that you want to talk about? 76ers look dangerous when James Harden. Shows up to play. Yeah. James Harden has however many threes he knocked down, 10-plus assists, eight rebounds, something like that. All-around player. He looked like he was back in Houston. And then they got Joel Embiid. You know, reigning scoring MVP. Potentially the MVP of the league this year. I, I think my vote would go to him. I think my vote. It's close. I think I would still choose. I think I would choose Joel Embiid right now, though. Yeah, over Giannis or anyone else. Yeah, it's got to be Embiid. Yeah, I think that, uh, I mean, this is the James Harden game. I mean, the guy shot 38%. It didn't matter. It was still a James Harden game. He had a great game. Um, it was really kind of, I, I don't know, it kind of sucks for the Nets because I, I know this is a team that isn't necessarily having aspirations of, like, I don't think the fan base expects to win this series. But when you have guys like, I mean, Mikael Bridges is a dog, man. I mean, he had what he had 30 points last uh in game one, five rebounds, one assist. Um, Cam Thomas had a good game, but I mean, it's really, I mean, it's the two of them. You'd like to see Nick Claxton do more. Um, you know, he had an okay defensive game on Embiid. Not great, but like, I mean, you're never going to have a great defensive game on Joel Embiid. Um, but I mean, he had an okay game on him. Uh, but at, I mean, in this series, you can't just have an okay game. Yeah, when you need Claxton's him to score. Step up. I mean, the way this, this Nets team is built, I mean, Dinwiddie needs to be playing better than he is, and Nick Claxton, Nick Claxton needs to score more than five points. I mean, he took four shots. I mean, I know that his game is built around defense, 
and I, I, maybe maybe I'm just not giving the Nets credit because they don't really have a prayer of winning the series. But yeah, Nick Claxton does need to step up. If they I think have we a do have to give them credit for being in this position to begin with, especially with losing KD, losing Kyrie, losing James earlier in the season. Last season was it? Yeah, last season. I mean, for them to have put together Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson and Claxton and just make it work towards the end of the season, it's really impressive. However, first game of the series, losing by 20 to 76ers, Claxton's got to step up. You saw Mikel Bridges. He can ball, and he's going to continue to ball. Oh, man. When he was on the Suns, this is such a cold take for me. I would go around and tell people, I was like, he is an elite role player. Uh, but, I mean, after watching him on the Nets, man, d- the dude is, could be an all-star. I mean, if he stays in the Nets, if like he, this is a team where it is his team. All the defensive focus is on him. He he is the offense. He is the defense. He is the entire team. And he still has been – I mean, he's been absolutely out of yeah. his mind since I say if you Nets. stayed with the Suns, you're not going to be an all-star anytime soon. No. Just because you've got so much firepower. You move to the Nets, you're that lead guy. If, he could be – he reminds me a lot of Tyrese Halliburton in his first year with the Pacers. You know, you carry a team that's subpar to a better standing in the uh, conference. You know, I, Mikael Bridges, he, I mean, he's still maturing. He's still yeah. kind of new in the league. But you give him time, give him another full year under the offense and the offensive scheme on the nets, and they're going to be dangerous next year. But oh, it's probably not a shot they're going to win this series. I mean, now, now you – Look at the pack. I mean, I know this is kind of going off from the playoffs right now, but you look at the package that the Nets got for Kevin Durant. I mean, four first round picks, some pick swaps, and they got Mikael Bridges and Cam Thompson. I mean, both those guys can be flipped. I, I don't know what Cam Johnson will get you. Mikael Bridges is going to at least get you one first round pick. I'd say he could get you two. I mean, yeah. he, he's the IEO player that a contending team wants. I don't think he's going to get two quite yet. I think Mikael Bridges, honestly, is more of a second round. <laughs> pick swap type of guy at this current moment he's he's proven himself in clutch situations he's leading this team back to where they kind of hoped it would be with their core three of Kyrie Harden and KD early on in their years but he's got to he's got to make this consistent he's had a few games in the past where it's just 30 points and then he's got 15 then there's another 44 point game who knows where that comes from and he's down to 15 um Definitely got to put this team on his back a little bit more. But I think the direction he's heading in especially could get him there eventually. I don't think he's quite there yet. Yeah, so we spent way too much time on the Nets. Let's look at (laughs) the 76ers, though. The team that actually won this game, the team that is a real contender out in the East. You have, obviously, we said this was a James Harden game. I mean, he shot 38%, but he had seven threes. Still 23 points, 13 assists, just facilitating for his teammates. You said it best, said how impactful he was outside of just the shooting. Yeah. I mean, if you watch the game, I mean, it didn't look like he shot 38%. It felt like he was he was amazing. Yeah. Um, then you have guys like Tyrese Halliburton. Sorry, not Tyrese Halliburton. Tyrese Maxey, <laughs> oh, yeah. um, who did not have an incredible game for his standards. But then you have guys like Tobias Harris that's going to step up, shoot the ball 64%, hit three for three threes. Um, that's a lot of threes in a row. Score 21 points and kind of prove that, you know, that contract they gave him, he's, he's going to prove that maybe he deserves some of that. So um, Yeah, I mean, Harden, 36 minutes, 7 for 13, 3, but then 1 for 8 in the mid-range. That's unacceptable. James Harden, all-star, season veteran, that that's unacceptable. Only 23 points, 1 by 20. I think if Nets won any chance of winning this game against a team that's producing when their star players aren't, 
producing as much in the like uh, mid range, they got to pick it up. Yeah, and so <clears throat> I, I completely agree with that. If the Sixers do want to make it far, obviously Harden has has to he has to shoot better. But I mean, he's doing everything right outside of shooting. Um, Embiid obviously has got to be, be a little bit better, but like I said, he did have Nick Claxton on him. Nick Claxton is a great defender. Um, I mean, he still had twenty six points, yeah. so still a great game for Embiid. But it's not a Joel Embiid type game. Like you, you expect. I mean, he only shot forty six percent from the field, twenty five percent from the three. You just expect more out of Embiid at this point. But I mean, at the end of the day, eleven eleven from the free throw line. I mean, about, you, you can't yeah. fault Joel Embiid. Tobias Harris though, nine for fourteen, three for three from three. Added, you know, four rebounds and four assists, 21 points. Third leading scorer on the team. It was an incredible game from him. It was an efficient game from him. He really turned it on when he needed it most, especially down the stretch there. So Tobias Harris needs a little bit more credit, too. Well, and I'm curious if he is – I mean, if this is the kind of production you can get out of Tobias Harris, this is a Philly team that could easily make the finals easy. Because, I mean, Tobias Harris is – such a polarizing player. I mean, he's still a very good NBA player, but because of that contract that he got, getting paid on max money, I believe, I mean, it's it's so hard to expect. Um, it, it's like people expect him to be the player that James Harden and Joel Embiid is just because of what he's getting paid. And in reality, that's just not what he is. But if you look at him at a pure as a pure NBA player, I mean, if he can play like this, I mean, he, he's definitely going to be a key piece in this Philly team making a run at some point. Yeah, I mean, he was the most efficient player on the floor that night. And everyone's talking about Mikel Bridges went off for 30. Nick Claxton locked up Joel, you know, as bu- as best you can. Best you can, yeah. James Harden had seven threes or whatever the number was. I think it was seven, seven of 13. But Tobias Harris is like, was the backbone of that team. He was pouring in that quiet 21 points that night to kind of help them stay afloat, especially first half. Yeah. So, any any more thoughts on, on this particular game? All right, cool. So 76ers and four. All right, so that's your prediction. I'm saying 76ers and four as well. I think, uh, think if the Nets win one game, it's been a successful series for them. Moving on to the next game of Saturday, we're going to talk about the Atlanta Hawks versus the Boston Celtics. Torture. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the Celtics are really freaking good, if y'all didn't know. Playoff JB is back. Jalen Brown with 29 points on the night, shooting 52%. Was their best. He was their best offensive option that night. Uh, also tacked on 12 rebounds and three assists with a steal as well. He did have six turnovers, so that's something to look at. But, I mean, I've been saying for a long time, I think Jalen Brown is an exceptional uh, offensive player. I think he could lead his own team. Um he just kind of gets overlooked because they got a guy named Jason Tatum who also had a very good game. 25 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists for Tatum. Um, Derek White had a great game with 24. Just a great game there for the Celtics. Um, the, the Hawks really didn't stand a chance in this game. Yeah, especially with Derek White going off for 24 points as well. Very efficient. The Celtics starting five hardly missed. Anything. I mean, Jason Tatum, he missed 13 shots. That's kind of (laughs) dumb. But uh, Jalen Brown, you know, going off two for six. Probably would like to see his three-point percentage be a little bit better, especially since he had some open looks early on in the corners. But the final score of this game does not reflect how lopsided the game actually was. I mean, at halftime, I believe they were down 30, 31 points. Or Atlanta Hawks were. They were down 30, 31 points. Trey Young is largely to blame for that. 
He's supposed to be their star franchise player. Once his contract extension, he is not producing. He is not hitting his threes. I mean, five for 18, one for five from three, three rebounds, eight assists to the players that actually can score consistently on this team. I mean, what, what do you think of Trey Young's performance? Yeah, it did not have a good game. And this is another series where I, I don't really know if anybody could sit here and honestly say that the Atlanta Hawks could beat the Boston Celtics. I mean, the Celtics are one of the favorites to come out of the East. But if you want to take a game or two, you're going to need Trey Young to play better. DeJounte Murray had an okay game. I mean, really, the the Atlanta Hawks shot 38% from the field um, in this game. And I don't know if I necessarily want to blame the Hawks. I think the Celtics are just that good on defense. And I don't know, man. I had initially – I had the Bucks making it out of the East. But after kind of watching that first game – I know it's one game. I'm not going to overreact over one game. But especially with the Giannis injury, which we'll get yes. to later on, I mean, the defense of Boston, of Boston, and you know they have this two-headed monster and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, and then they've also done a great job at keeping Rob Williams healthy because he's been injured like every year to kind of rest him up a little bit. They had him coming off the bench uh, in Game One. I mean, I think what they're doing is terrific. I think that yeah. they there's a real conversation to be had for who's going to win the East, which we will have a little bit later on. Coaching is largely in part to how well the Celtics' core has done so far this season. But I'm not going to count it Hawks out quite yet. I mean, they're 41-41. and 41. They win half the games on the road, half the games at home. They're such an evenly balanced team. Though if they win five games, they're going to lose the next five. So I do think they've shown that they can bounce back from tough losses. Um, but, yeah, against the Celtics' team... I don't. I definitely don't see them winning the series. I think they can get a game or two. I think they could potentially force this to six, just because Trey Young does have that star power ability. Dejounte mm-hmm. Murray was zero for six from three. He knocks in two or three more of those. You know, if he goes fifty percent from three, three for six, it's doable for him. Add another nine points to those scores: one hundred nine, one twelve, or one hundred eight, one twelve. Now you got a game where you got to keep those Celtic starters in wear them down a little bit, and see if we can make a comeback. And we both know comebacks in the NBA is very, very possible. I mean, it happens all the time. All the time. Um, No, I completely agree with you. Um, I had initially, I'm going to go ahead and give my prediction for the series. I initially, before the series started, said Boston and five. I'm going to stick to that prediction. I'm going to say Boston and five. I really, really want to say that they're going to sweep. But you're right. When they've got guys like Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, I mean, I, I just, I cannot envision like they don't have one game where they're hitting on all cylinders I mean you saw like you said in the first half they're down 30 going into the halftime yeah so they they won the second half they had a big third quarter if they can put that together for a full game then you know they win this they, they, they can win a game yeah. so I'm gonna say Boston and five still um and it's very interesting because if Atlanta loses this it'll be very interesting to see where Trey Young ends up next season yeah because there's rumors that he might he might get traded yeah and he uh, tweeted out a few nights ago, rumors may be true, rumors may not be true. Interesting. So we will definitely monitor that as the rest of the season, the rest of the series goes on, because it looks like the series will be the rest of their season. <laughs> yeah, so um, I, I'd be interested. I, th- I think Trey Young is going to end up staying in the, at the at the end, but I, I would actually be very interested to see if he does leave. Um, anyways, any other thoughts on this series? Uh, what did you say, pr- uh, official prediction? You said five or six? Um, I'm going to go... F- uh, Celtics and five. Celtics and five. Okay. Trey Young's not worth the max. Interesting, <laughs> interesting take. Well, we'll we'll pull up this after he uh, 
makes all NBA next season or something oh, like that. Not a shot. <laughs> all right, so moving on to the next game. I, on any other time, you'd say this is the best game of the day, but it's not. It's the second best game of the day because of the last game. The Knicks versus the Cavaliers, though. What a great game. You had pretty much New York did exactly what they tried to do, what, what they set out to do in this game. The Cavaliers, they, they, they let Donovan Mitchell play. Donovan Mitchell had an awesome game. But then they said, you know what? We have the depth. We have Josh Hart. We have Emmanuel Quickly. Um, although quickly did not have a great game. Um, but they, I think the Knicks realized that they had the depth in this series, and they really leaned on that. It was like the, their starters, the only player on in their starting lineup that got over 30 minutes. Uh, sorry, excuse me, there were two. Julius Randle got just over 30, and R.J. Barrett got just over 30, um, which is unusual for Tom Thibodeau teams. They normally you know, run out guys for 40 minutes, especially come playoff time, especially because – People were doing that, are, are doing that in the playoffs. Yeah, it shows here on ESPN, uh, Julius Randle got 34. Jalen Brunson got 30 minutes. You know, it may have been 29, may have been 30, but they rounded it up. 29-30, according yeah. to NBA.com. And uh, Josh Hart, 33. So it looks like, oh, R.J. Barrett, you're correct. Yeah, had 31 minutes, 2 of 12 from, like, the field. Terrible game for R.J. I mean, he's a shooting guard. I mean, the fact that they pulled this out with shooting – Two for twelve. Julius Randle seven for twenty. Jalen Brunson missed thirteen more shots. They weren't hitting any threes all night. I mean, Julius Randle, the fact that he went three for ten, and he is a decent three point shooter, just makes me wonder what all went wrong for Cleveland. Because coming into this game, Cavaliers, I, I had them winning this game all day, and they were winning. Like by you know five six seven points. Oh, it was, early it was on back and forth all, all game. Yeah, yeah, it was very back and forth. Yeah, so um, it was it was really a um, really a defensive matchup. I'm trying to figure out what I wrote here in my notes. I, I wrote need more from Mitchell. Absolutely. Donovan Mitchell had a good game, so I don't I don't know why I wrote that. Um, no, I would say need more from Mitchell. I mean, 38 points. That's exceptional. But if you go off his shooting percentage, 14 for 30, just not under, terrible. Just under 50%. Not bad. He I played, mean, in a game where nobody was really shooting the ball well, though, I don't, exactly. I don't think it's awful. Uh, yeah, I mean, 6 for 16 from three-point range. That's 10 missed threes. I think, really, if you're really going to critique him at all, it's no when to shoot. Which you know I struggle with personally, but <laughs> yeah, we played intramural together. This guy's oh, yeah. Andrew likes to shoot, but I like to shoot. If they're going in if they're going in. That's the that's the key. And I mean, through at halftime, he had already missed many shots. Uh, second half was definitely like where he kind of I don't know what the right word is. It's where he shined. It's where he decided to like yeah. actually step it up. But six for sixteen from three for Donovan Mitchell. Is just to me, it's unacceptable. Sick, like missing 10 threes. If you know you're not hitting, you've got to pull that out, get others involved. It looks like eight assists, but for Okoro and Mobley to combine for 14 points, and that's the starting shooting forward and power forward, you've got to see more production from the rest of the team. Yeah, yeah. And he, I mean, Donovan Mitchell had eight assists. He was dishing the ball out, but if the team's not coming to play, they're not going to win. And they showed that today or a few days ago yeah so I I think I think Donovan Mitchell had an awesome game almost 40 points eight assists uh five rebounds a few steals a block great game for for him but I mean there really wasn't anybody well 
I'll give Jared Allen his credit. Jared Allen had a decent game. Um, but other than the two of them, I mean, nobody else on the Cavaliers really stepped up. I mean, you had Darius Garland. I mean, he shot the ball okay, but, I mean, your starting point guard, he, has, he had one assist and, and five turnovers. He had, he had some steals and a block. So, I mean, he, he had a decent defensive, uh, defensive game, statistically at least. Um, but, I mean, you really want your starting point guard to do more than one assist and five turnovers. Yeah. You look at um, Evan Mobley, 4 for 13, terrible shooting game for him. Um, Okoro really felt like he was just kind of running around out there. Um, but I, I think the biggest thing it came down to, because this is really a defensive matchup between both teams, both teams did their job defensively, is it really just came down to the depth. I mean, the Cavaliers got 18 minutes out of both uh, Jetty Osmond and Karis LeVert. But then, I mean, they got a couple minutes from Dean Wade and a couple from Ricky Rubio, and that was about it. Where, meanwhile, you go over to New York's side, I mean, mm. you got Josh Hart pulled in almost 33 minutes, had 17 points, 10 rebounds. Or, uh, Very efficient Great game. Oh, too. yeah, 72%. Great game for him. 8 for 11, 1 of 2 from 3. But you kind of look at that matchup with R.J. Barrett versus Darius Garland. Darius Garland needs to get through his head that this is playoffs. You know, his average of 10 shots taken a game, that's got to that's gotta ramp up. Um, and he's an efficient shooter when he shoots, but a lot of his shots are open shots because all the attention goes towards Donovan Mitchell and, honestly, Jared Allen down in the paint. So uh, Darius Garland, 7 for 13. He missed his last two, and he stopped shooting. It was really just a game of hot potato. Get the ball to Mitchell, let it be Mitchell versus Randall down yeah, the stretch. yeah. And obviously, without any of the help from the other four players throughout the rest of that game, Mitchell ultimately couldn't get it done. I mean, it reminded me of the Jazz. And the Jazz never won a championship. Like, they they pretty much give Mitchell the ball, let Mitchell score. We're not going to do anything else on offense, and we're just going to play defense. And that's what it looked like. It was Donovan Mitchell, and then defense is pretty much what it looked like. Yeah. I mean, uh, when he got traded, he was saying that he was playing the most – he was having the most fun in the NBA that he's had in his entire career. And while that may be true, if the rest of his players don't step up and hit maybe just one or two more shots, that's all we're asking for here, hit like another one of those shots in crunch time, they're n- they may not make it out of the series. I don't I don't know. This is It's, it's going to be a close series. Definitely a very even matchup, though, because not to discredit anything the Knicks have done this season, they've definitely turned their kind of fade around from the past few seasons where they're just dog water. But... <laughs> Cleveland, they've got to step it up a little, and that means the other four. Yeah. And the bench especially. I mean, 14 points combined on the bench. They had five or six guys on the bench that did not play. You're going to exhaust your starters real quick, especially in a physical neck-to-neck game where there's like 20-plus lead changes throughout the entire game. Yeah. Um, I actually very much so – I'm going to move on, and I'm going to predict this series yeah. – I very much so underestimated how good this series was going to be. I initially had actually chose, like, Cavs. I wanted to say Cavs in five. I ended up saying Cavs in six. Mm-hmm. Um, Toby last week actually predicted the Knicks to win this series, so he might be the only person I've talked to that actually predict the Knicks. Um, I'm still going to go Cavaliers. I absolutely would not say Cavs in five anymore. This Knicks team really opened up my eyes in that first game. Jalen Brunson's that guy. Um so I'm gonna I'm gonna say Cavaliers in seven. I think this is gonna be a really good series. I'm gonna say Cavaliers in Cavs seven. Seven. I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Knicks in six. Um, it's just it's basically at this point Donovan Mitchell versus Randall Brunson and Barrett, and then they're getting good minutes 
off the bench for Josh Hart, who is pouring it in. He's a shooter. He's a seasoned player. I think the firepower on New York Knicks, when healthy and when they're hitting their shots, is too much for Cleveland as a whole to overcome, especially when their other four players aren't playing up to like their standards. Well said. So we're going to move on to the final game of Saturday night, yes, Warriors versus Kings. Uh, Xander, you're, you're a Warriors fan. You want to go ahead and give us your thoughts on the game to start? I'm gonna, uh, yeah, I wanted to break my TV after that ended. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I don't even know where to start. I mean, the great game to the for the Kings, right? What a way to turn their season around. What a way to to get into the playoffs. But now they're going against reigning NBA champions, winners of four out of the last like ten. Right, I mean, you just got to drop that in there, don't you? <laughs> I, I, I have to. I mean, how many of the Bulls won since the like? The All right now. All right now. But, I mean, it's 123-126, right? It's a close game, but I just th- – that was the Warriors game to win. They were up 10 at one point. That was the highest lead. A lot of lead changes, though, in the fourth quarter. They kind of blew it at the end of the third. We all saw it was – they were up 9 or 10 with maybe a minute left, and they just fell apart defensively. You can see Clay Thompson kind of ushering for them to kind of just quiet down, play our game, and we're good. And I, I don't know what happened. They just It was a complete defensive fall apart towards the end. Curry, though, came to play. Absolutely came to play. I think that, um, well, for one, De'Aaron Fox is him. De'Aaron Fox is awesome. I mean, I don't, I don't think that Draymond even came out and said, it wasn't De'Aaron Fox that beat us. Like, De'Aaron Fox had a great game, but we expect De'Aaron Fox to do that. It was the fact that they gave up, was it 32 to Malik Monk? It was Malik Monk. And they, they had, I mean, the entire Kings bench had an incredible game. So you really look at the Warriors, and, I mean, Draymond did his job on DeMontis Sabonis. DeMontis Sabonis had a stinker, and you can't count on him to do that every game. But, I mean, I think that their strategy is pretty much, you know, Fox is going to kill us, but they've got to guard the other guys, especially when the bench is coming out and giving up as many points. 55. 55, 55 points, 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 points for the Kings. Gosh. And, you know, over half of that was Malik Monk. And to, you know, to his credit, he hit shots, and he attacked the rim all day. And Looney did as much as he could, but Draymond, you know, losing his cool a few times throughout that series, or throughout the game, sorry. Um, it'll be interesting to see where this goes from here. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see what De'Aaron Fox continues to do in this series. Um, and like I said, I'm curious to see what Sabonis does in the next game. He's, I mean, he's got to have a bounce back at some, at some point. I think uh, in terms from a Warriors standpoint, Curry had a good game. Um, you'd like to see him go to the free throw line more than twice, but I whatever. I think this is going to be a game purely based off of who can score more. Because the defense is there, but we're, I mean, they're playing against guys like Curry Thompson and uh, Jordan Poole who are averaging over 20 points each. Klay Thompson, his first season with over 300 three-pointers. Jordan Poole had 200 three-pointers this season. Curry had over 300. If you want to stop the Warriors, you need to score more, especially down the stretch. And, you know, Klay Thompson missed a few shots towards the end. Wiggins missed the potential game winner. You know, all credit to him. First game back in two months. He played a great game. But to beat the Warriors, I think it's it's not going to come down to Sabonis and Looney. It's going to come down to is... Curry and Clay, will they be able to produce more than Malik Monk and Fox? You hope so. And I, I hope personally, so. I do. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I know we're going to turn around. We're winning tonight. 
I'm not I'm not worried about Malik Monk uh, dropping 30 again. I think that they're going to key on him, key in on him. And something to really look at is Jordan Poole hurt his ankle towards the end of the end of the game, and he's still questionable for game two. Obviously, you guys will will know whether or not he played by the time this podcast episode comes back, but we still have no idea. Um, which, I mean, yes, you're losing a lot of scoring when you lose Jordan Poole, but when you have the two guards dominating you, you know Curry's like not going to be a lockdown defender. So you know where those minutes are going to come from Poole. You're going to give Gary Payton the second more minutes, um, or probably Dante DiVincenzo more minutes, each of which had about 20 minutes yesterday. I mean, giving those yeah. two guys more minutes can't do anything but help your Dante defense. Dante and Gary Payton are the backbone defensively of this team. Like um, Draymond. I'm, I, I got to go Gary Payton. No start. shot. When you need a boost of energy and you need, yes, uh, morale-wise, morale Draymond Green's like the backbone of this team. But when it comes to defensively, and I know Gary Payton's only been here for like a few months, but like he has proven time and time again that he is one of the elite defenders in this league with the average steals he's getting, getting per game, the amount of blocks, especially for like how small he is. I mean, he locked up Damian Lillard throughout the season. He's locked up, I can't say Darren Fox, because he just <laughs> scored, who knows how many, 38 was it, 36? 38. 38, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to take that back. Draymond Green's definitely like the defense. That's yeah, the give, give me Draymond. I was about to say, yeah. I'll take Draymond seven days a week. But Gary Payton, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to rephrase this. Gary Payton on the perimeter is the defensive guy for yeah, the Warriors. absolutely. In the paint, it's Looney. And then in the like midfield area, that's uh, mid range area. That's Draymond. So, as we go into the rest of the series, what, what's what's your prediction here? I wanted to say Warriors in four, but um, that clearly is not going to happen. I'm going to go Warriors in six. I what? think Warriors are just too seasoned uh, to kind of let what happens slide again. Like they're not going to give up those points down the stretch. They got to limit De'Aaron Fox. I know Malik Willis, or not Malik Willis, <laughs> uh, Malik Monk, right? He had 32 points, and <coughs> he did a great job, right? I'm still worried about him because he's been that guy all year for them. He has produced, and the, the fact that he's coming off the bench is ridiculous. But if he keeps producing that way, we got to put someone like Wiggins on him, right? I, I don't know how else to stop him other than putting Wiggins on him. But I'm gonna say Warriors and six. So we we already we already got a Kings light the beam. So that was kind of cool. But uh, I think I'm gonna go Warriors and seven. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting because the Jordan Poole injury is gonna play a part in it, and uh, Wiggins needs to Andrew Wiggins needs to kind of get his footing after coming back. I yeah. uh, had a, kind of a rough game the other day for his standards. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, even even the game on uh, Saturday, I mean, Curry had an open look to tie that game and bring it to overtime. He had a, fade, he had a, he had a it was running a three. It was a three-point floater. Yeah, but that's a shot Curry makes. It's a shot he and makes. And he, he was having a great fourth quarter. He still so, had 1.2 seconds left on that clock when he took that shot. I don't know. I like that shot for Curry. I, I don't. I love Curry. I mean, personally, like I like to put myself in their shoes. Like You had enough time to pull up for a good form shot. Or take one more dribble, cut into the uh, right side of the uh, court, and take kind of a fadeaway shot, which he's been making consistently this season. Like step back threes and pull up threes, he is top three percentage wise for the league. 
and you know that includes mid range as well. But I didn't like the shot choice to end the game. I loved Wiggins' shot; it just unlucky roll. But I think this was the Warriors' game to win, and they let it get away from them, especially in crunch time. All right, so <clears throat> time to move on. So you got you got Warriors and six. I'll Warriors take and six. pick Warriors and seven. We'll see how it goes. Today, it's it's gonna be this has been my favorite this favorite game of the uh, first games. Moving on though to the second half of the first games, we can go over to Grizzlies Lakers. This is this game was really interesting. Mm. You know, we had this is where kind of all the crazy injury crap started happening. And I mean, sun, Sunday we had injury stuff going on all day, but I mean. I mean, I'm worried for the for the Grizzlies. My initial prediction for the series, I'll go ahead and give my prediction now. My initial prediction for the series was Grizzlies in seven. No shot. But I don't see how the Grizzlies mm-hmm. win the series anymore. John Morant, um, it's still, it's it came out that he's doubtful to play in game two. He's not ruled out. Um, his x his x ray came back ne- negative. Um, but as he said his pain level was on a ten. I mean, he landed right on that hand. They've they're already missing Stephen Adams and Brandon Clark. I mean. And I don't know. The Lakers looked good. Obviously, I hope whatever happened to Anthony Davis isn't anything major. Um, but you know, he he was he hurt his shoulder at some point. Well, I just popped out of place. He you know got it fixed over uh, during the break, and he comes back out and he produced on a high of an efficient level. I think Grizzlies in seven is a stretch. I don't think that's happening. That's what I said. Yeah, I, th- I yeah. think I'll take now. I think I'll take Lakers in. Uh, do I even want to say six or five? I'll say six still. I, mean, I think six is the safe side, especially yeah. if Jaw comes back game three or four. He's very he's doubtful. I mean, they don't win the two. series without Jaw though. Not a, not a prayer. Not, no, a not prayer. at all. But especially if yeah. he doesn't come back in the next game and they lose the next game and they go down 0-2, there's it, not a it'll shot. It'll be over at that point. Yeah. Uh, but Lakers <laughs> have been since all the you know the trade deadline, getting Rui, getting man, who else did they get? They got Vanderbilt. D'Lo. Uh, D'Lo. They are producing. They're stepping up. Austin Reeves has had what a game, and especially down the stretch. There was a uh, there was a freeze frame where they showed LeBron James in the corner, like wide open. I don't know if you saw that. And you see Austin Reeves had two guys on him, and he continued just to wave everyone off. He did he his thing, and, yeah. He did his thing. And you know D'Lo's capable of that as well. Vanderbilt chasing around. Oh, man. Vanderbilt was chasing around. I think it was Morant all day. I mean, picking him up full court until he got injured. I think this Lakers team has what it takes. I was going to say it. I think they can win this round. I think they can win the next round. Potentially the round after that. Interesting. Lakers are they're they're serious now. I mean, I think so too. I mean, they they were hot after the trade deadline. And if they had the team the like the constructed starters that they have now, if they've had that for the entire season, I think they'd probably have had another five ten wins. On their under their belt coming into this series. So before the jaw injury, I said Lakers and probably seven. After the jaw injury, Lakers and I'm gonna go five. I'm gonna go five. I just don't think, especially with jaw out, game two, or most likely out. We'll see. I mean, but even if he plays, gonna he's going to be banged it'll, up. It'll be tough to beat him. I mean, it's a you're, shooting hand too. Jaren, it sucks too. You had a great game out of Jaron Jackson Jr. Stayed out of foul trouble. Did exactly what you wanted him to do. But I mean, I mean, what if I told you on a team where you have LeBron James, and Anthony Davis, that the two leading scorers were Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves? I think that's just. Austin I think it's Reeves hilarious. Is him. I'm going to say Austin Reeves is him, and he's going to be the key down the stretch in this series. It's going to be Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell. I want to see him 
shoot more. I want to see him take over late in the fourth. Obviously, you got Russell and Reeves kind of similar role players in a sense with their their shooting style and their capabilities uh, on the outside of the perimeter. They'll definitely have their games where one's better than the other. But as long as you're keeping around that 15 to 20 point range, I think they're going to have what it takes to go a long way in this playoff series. Yeah, so you have anything else to add on this series or can we go ahead and move on? Lakers and five. Lakers and five. All right, I'll say, like I said, Lakers and six. So moving on, we probably have the most unfortunate game of the uh, of the first round, and that's Bucks versus Heat. Yeah. And dude, there's this stupid injury luck, man. So we have obviously, um, we have Tyler Hero going down with a broken hand. It's gonna put him out four to six weeks, pretty much out for the rest of the playoffs. It, I still don't think the Heat win this series, even if Giannis didn't play. But Giannis is probable for the next game. For those of you that don't know, Giannis took a hard land on his back. Um, had like a lower back contusion or something like that. His, next, his x-rays were negative, though. Um, he didn't come back into that game. He got injured early in the first. But I, th- I think he is prob- probable to play next game. He's obviously probably going to be dealing with this injury for the rest of the season, which is a little bit unfortunate for him um, and for the Bucks, um in general. I'm not worried about but, that injury affecting the way he plays. We saw a few years ago when he had that hyperextended right knee, and he still carried the Bucks pretty far in the playoffs. I'm not worried about how that's going to affect him. Obviously, losing Tyler Hero for the Heat, that's a major blow. You know, coming in, getting good 20 points a game average. I mean, he, he'll he get you 20 a game. He'll never go below, and he'll probably never go above. Him out four to six weeks, mm, that's tough. But Heat were already up in this game when they lost Tyler Hero. Kyle Lowry took over Jimmy Butler. But Giannis wasn't there. Giannis wasn't there. Yeah, okay, that's that's a good point. Well, I, I initially I chose Bucks in four initially, so Ooh. the Heat have already played better than I thought they would play. I mean, they're just they're so wishy washy. I mean, yeah. Jimmy Butler's awesome, but he decided to shoot today. And I think that or yesterday, and I think that's a big factor in the series. Is will Jimmy Butler shoot, or will he not? Well, when Bam, he... Bam, finally, Bam took some shots, man. I. It makes me so mad to watch Bam because Bam has the potential to be one of the best centers in the NBA. He already is. I mean, he's a terrific defender, but there's some games where he just will not look for his shots. He finally took some shots the other day, had a good game, finished with 22-9-7. and seven. Um, yeah. I think it could be interesting. I, I still, even with this win, even if Giannis is a little bit banged up, I still – I'm going to take – I'm gonna say Bucks in five. I still think that they they reverse sweep here. Bucks in five. Ooh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Bucks in six. I can see it. I can see. Well, I can see Jimmy Butler going off, and the rest of the team having one more good game. Yeah, because so. Gabe Vincent four for five from three, five for six from the field total, fifteen points. You really can't get much more efficient than that. Well, I don't. Um, I don't understand. This is kind of off what you're saying. Saying, yeah. but I don't understand Kyle Lowry at all, man. He had a great play in. A, a, a great two games in the play-in, and then he comes out here and he shot one shot. It's like in 18 and a half minutes, and it's like, I don't know. I think that's that's like a fair assessment is like where was he? But when you got Martin going for 15 points, Kevin Love 18 points, you got Gabe Vincent 15, barely missed, missed one shot. Tyler here held 12 before he broke his hand. He probably could have gotten up to that 20 range if he had taken over. And then you got Jimmy Butler with 35. Bam out of Iowa with 22. I mean, what else do you want Kyle Lowry to do? You want him to put in another 15? I mean, that's – there's not enough time in the game to get all five players in double – or all ten players in double digits. Fair enough. 
I think. I just Kyle wish Lowry. I wish he would have just taken some extra shots though. Maybe one or two shots just, wouldn't just have hurt him. It wouldn't have hurt. Obviously, the result would have padded the score a little bit. But it was the Bucks game to lose at that, or it was the Heat's game to lose at that point. Especially after Tyler Hero injury and um, Giannis injury affecting the the second half of the game the way it did. If the Heat lost, it wasn't going to be because of Kyle Lowry. I agree. Anyways, um, let's move on. On that note, um, we'll get. I, I want to talk a little bit more about the Bucks. We'll get into that as yeah. and when we talk more about the playoffs in a whole. So next game, this is another one of the best games of the first first games. Um, that's Clippers versus Suns. Obviously, you had the Kawhi Leonard game, looking looking like it was Kawhi carrying the 2019 Raptors. You had Kawhi versus KD. Um, I mean, Russell Westbrook shot three for 19, but. Gosh, he looked awesome. He especially down the stretch was playing awesome defense. Had a couple clutch free throws. Got that incredible block on Devin Booker, and then had the awareness to grab the ball and throw it off him out of bounds. I mean, it was that. I mean, that was unbelievable game. Um, Great awareness by him throughout the game. Shooting? That's not who he is. He's not a shooter, and he never has been a shooter. Yes, I I, I do wish he would take less shots because he there were a lot of really questionable shots in that game and like he said like I said he shot 16% from the field um by the confidence <laughs> yeah but I mean this is a this is a Clippers team that's so deep I mean when you have Kawhi going off like that I mean you have several players that can still step up it's going to be rough without Paul George in there uh, I mean you really see where the they have a chance to beat the Suns team and where honestly the Suns are going to struggle from for the rest of the series the Suns just don't have a bench, man. Their entire starting lineup played awesome. One through five, bench for every Grant. single yeah, every single starter played out of his mind today or uh, yesterday. Except Chris Paul. No, Chris Paul played a great game, man. He Seven he, he points, didn't have he didn't have a lot of points, but three. he's not looked to score when you got Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. He ended up he ended up getting eleven boards and ten assists, so he did double double without points. But they lost. They did lose. Chris did Paul. Lose. One for two from three. You know, 10 assists, 11, re- 11 rebounds is ridiculous. The fact that he led the entire Suns team in rebounds, I, I don't even know how to explain that. You know, just a bunch of loose balls and coming off the rim the right way. I think they lost this because Chris Paul didn't do enough offensively. I'm going to say it. You know, Kevin Durant, 27 points. Torrey Craig, 22. That's not who he is for the most part. DeAndre Ayton finally scored a little bit more. Got 18. Devin Booker with 26. You know KD and Devin Booker can go off, go off for 40 whenever they want. But the fact that Chris Paul kind of was just like, go for it. Like, I mean, that, I don't know, that that was rough. Especially their bench combining for, what was 10 points? Uh, do you know who Wainwright or Landell is? Like, hardly anyone does. Unless <laughs> you're like a true super fan of the NBA. No one knows who they are. And they're, I mean, their bench struggled. The bench barely got any minutes, honestly. Seven minutes, five minutes, eight minutes. Yeah, so the bench was – in this game, you're not going to believe this stat. So this – I just calculated in my head, so if I'm slightly off. Yeah. The starters were plus 31 on the plus minus. Devin Booker was the only one that was minus. The bench was minus 56. Minus 56. I, like I said, I'm not positive I did my math completely correct. But there was not one bench player that went in the positive. Terrence Ross was the closest there was. He was minus one. He only played for four minutes. Bismack Biombo played for four and a half minutes, was minus 11. I mean, Ish, Ish Rain, Wainwright played for six and a half minutes, was minus 12. I mean, the the bench was horrible. 
I would I would like to see Monty Williams play a little bit more Josh Akogi. I thought he he had a good end to his season. But I mean, man, it's so hard to win a series when they they had one bench player get over ten points, and that was Landry Shamet. But I mean, when your bench is getting minus fifty six and the plus minus, I mean, gosh. And then, you know, looking at the rest of the series, I mean, you're not going to have Paul George. Like this is the team you have for this series. But either way, I think I'm going to end up still going. I'm going to go Suns and I'm going to say six. I really want to say seven. Um, I kind of underestimated this Clippers team a little bit, but I'm gonna say Suns in seven or in six. Sorry. Um, I'm, the thing I'm most excited for for this for the rest of the series is the coaching battle. You know, obviously you have Tyron Lue for the Clippers, and yeah. then you have Monty Williams for the Suns. I think both these guys are gonna make some really good uh, changes throughout this series. I think you're, you're gonna see a lot of change and or like moves and counter moves. It's gonna be a chess match. I'm really excited to see what the coaches it's do. Definitely a chess match, but to bring it back to Chris Paul real quick. I mean I remember a week ago where he was like seven for eleven from three. And this game he took two shots or two threes. And eight eight shots total. I mean everyone else on their starters oh, doubled it. Doubled his amount of shots taken except for Tory Craig. Twelve. But Torrey Craig was 9 for 12, 2 for 4, 22 points. Chris Paul has got to produce more on offense, and we, we know he can. We know he can go off for 20. Seven points is just unacceptable. And then, especially considering that he had seven points, the fact that Westbrook went 3 for 19, <laughs> and they still the Clippers still won, just shows how close this game was, obviously, and how, like, wide open the scoring margin could have been it could have been i mean the sun's bench sucked it was terrible i mean when when you're when you're 80 when you're minus 80 from the starters yeah i mean that's that's awful i mean yeah gosh and then like i said they weren't even getting crazy amount of minutes like they were just giving the they would take they would take a starter out on the floor and then the 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 um um the clippers would go on these huge runs and then monty williams would be like Crap! Got to put the starters back in. It was like, and, and they're not gonna be able to do this the whole playoffs either. Like they're they're gonna have to play their bench a little bit. Anyways, what's your final prediction for this series? Um, I mean it's a tough one. I I obviously I think before this game happened, I would like to have said Suns in eighty six, but uh, Clippers in six. Interesting. Interesting. Clippers and six. And if they get out of the series and Paul George comes back, you never know what's going to happen. But moving on to the final game one, I mean, we're going to talk about this one for like a minute maybe. Yeah, um, there's nothing really here to, no, you had to talk about. Nuggets versus Timberwolves, I mean, it was it was a blowout the whole game. It Jokic was, had, like you said, Jokic was having fun out there. Jamal Murray played great. I mean, there's really nothing to say about this. The Timberwolves looked terrible. The Nuggets looked great. I mean, you have anything you want to say about it? Um, Trade Rudy Gobert. <laughs> I mean, he's not sure you can at this point. No, yeah, everything gave up for him. You can't starting center, barely played more than half the game. Uh, Thirteen rebounds, you know, zero assists, did nothing on the offensive side. Eight points on three for five, so pretty efficient. But everyone was relying on Anthony Edwards, and he's just not seasoned enough to get the job done for Timberwolves, especially against a experienced, like. Powerhouse in Denver. Yeah. Especially with reigning MVP Jokic. You got Jamal Murray playing out of his mind. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be nearly impossible for Minnesota to come out of this alive. 
I'll take uh, – I really want to say Denver in five. I'll say Denver in four, though. I think they get the sweep here. I'm going to go Denver in five. I'm going to give Minnesota a chance. Okay. Now they got to this position 42-40 and 40 on the year for their record. I think Minnesota can pull out one win, but it will not be more than that. Cool. So – Moving on to our final segment here, we're running a little bit tight on time, so we are just going to kind of speed through this. Let's start with the Western Conference. Xander, I'll, I'll get, get to you first. Just a quick, which team will win and how many games will it take? So you said you said Clippers to win the first series, so Nuggets or Clippers in the second series and how many games? I'm going to go Clippers in the second series, if, if it is Nuggets and uh, Clippers. I'm going to go Clippers. In six. Six, okay. Moving on down, you said you had Warriors and Lakers. Who you got in that series? Warriors. I'm sorry, Andrew Crank, if you're listening. <laughs> Warriors, but I'm going to go seven. Warriors seven. seven. That's going to be, if, if the two of them face off, that'll be a good series. If they and then off. final series of the West, you got the Clippers versus the Warriors. Who you got? Warriors. <laughs> Not biased at all. I, I, think, I think I know where this is going. Uh, how many games? I'm going to go six, though. I think Clippers are dangerous this year. If they can make it out of that first round, they got Paul George back, Russell Westbrook, a little bit more consistent, especially with the shooting, take a little bit less shots, be more consistent. They'll make it a match with anyone they play. But the Warriors are they're better. Flat out, they're better than the Clippers. Well, I, like, I like the confidence in your team. I have no confidence in my team ever. You shouldn't. So. No one should. <laughs> Moving on to the Eastern Conference. Uh, so you said... You said you had Bucks versus you said Cavaliers, correct? Over Knicks? No, you said Knicks. I you said Knicks and six. I said Knicks and six. So Bucks or Cavaliers in, in round two? Bucks. 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 How many games? I'm gonna go six. Six. Okay, and then you got Sixers or uh, you got Sixers versus Celtics. That is gonna be a very because I'm almost certain that's gonna be the matchup. That will be a very very good matchup. I think it'll be an to awesome seven. matchup. Yeah. I think it go to seven. I think if Joel Joel Embiid doesn't take over. In a lot of those games, it's going to be a Celtics game, like Celtics series. I think Celtics will win in seven. I think it's going to go that deep. But, yeah, Celtics in seven. Gotcha. And then Celtics-Bucks in the conference championship. Okay, we've already seen this a few times this season, and Celtics for the you know majority. You saw this matchup last year, too. Yeah, and Celtics won that one. They didn't did, they? but Chris Milton was out, so and it took seven. And it still went to seven. But Giannis has got the back contusion, yep, which yep. I know like takes a little bit to heal from. And I I don't know, you know, if he does make it back in time and if you get the rehab goes well, how that's gonna affect him later on down the stretch of these playoffs. I'm gonna go Bucks though. I think the Bucks really have what it takes. How many games? Six. Six. So now you got Warriors Bucks who is winning the championship. Warriors. Man, he, he wanted Let's to say Warriors. he wanted to say Bucks. It, it took him too long to say Warriors. I think, yeah. I, unfortunately, I think. Well, I don't know. I mean, the, the Bucks are big. You can defer. You can just say no prediction. <laughs> no, I'm gonna go Warriors. Okay. I'm gonna go Warriors in five. All righty. Moving on for me, I've got Nuggets Suns second round. I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna take the Suns in seven. That's gonna man. That's gonna be such a close. I don't have as much faith in the Suns as I did before. Um, I still game do. one. I still have a lot of faith in them, but I, I do too. But the the bench is going to be a problem. Then yeah, you go absolutely. over to to game uh, two, or two. So, sorry, the the bottom half of the Western Conference playoffs. Um, 
I personally have the Warriors versus the Lakers. I think I'm going to go – I think I'm going to go Lakers in seven, but that is going to be such a close series. Sorry, Xander. I do like the Warriors, actually. But, uh, you I think Lakers are going to beat the Warriors. I'm going to go Lakers in seven. Mm-hmm. Then with the Lakers, Suns, which like I said, before – the John Murray thing. I didn't even have the Lakers winning in the first in the first round. Yeah, we disagree there. I think Lakers, especially down the stretch, they've proven that they they can win. Yeah. So then we we moving on to the Western Conference Finals: Suns versus Lakers. I'm gonna take Suns in six. So you got a Finals with Suns out of the West. Moving over to the East: Heat versus Cavaliers for me. Sorry, not Heat. Bucks versus Cavaliers yeah. for me. Um, taking the, I'll take the Bucks in six, probably maybe five. I'll take, I'll say six. They'd play it safe. Celtics versus uh, 76ers. I think this might be the best playoff series throughout the whole playoffs. Um, I'm gonna take the Celtics in seven. Okay. Celtics versus Bucks. I would have said Bucks in seven before the Giannis back contusion. I'm so split on this series right now, though. I'm gonna go Celtics in seven. Like I said, I, I I initially predicted Bucks versus Suns championship. I, I predicted the Bucks to win it all. It's just going to depend on what happens with Giannis. If they if it still happens, I won't be surprised. But Celtics Suns, I think this is the year the Celtics get it done. I'm going to say Celtics in seven against the Suns. Celtics win the NBA championship. Well, the Celtics are definitely they. Uh, I don't know if you recently saw their favor now as of two or three hours ago, passing the Bucks. Wow, I did not know. I did not see that. I, I, I did. I forgot to speaking of the Bucks. I forgot to do a point while we were on Bucks Heat. Did you see the Instagram picture that Jimmy Butler posted after they won? It's like a picture of like a hunter with like some like Bucks in his in his scope or whatever. That's gonna come back to haunt him. It was, it was gonna, funny. I, th- I thought it was a good time. Anyways, I think that's all we got for this episode. Thanks again for joining us, Xander. It was a blast. Do you have anything you want to shout out on social media? I'm gonna shout out uh, Jake and Crank. Y'all know where y'all at. Uh, Sorry to Jake's Bulls. Sorry to Andrew's Lakers, but Warriors are beating them both. Well, the Bulls are already toast. They already beat them. They're done. <laughs> Unfortunately. Warriors are beating the Lakers in that round. Going to send Lakers home. Yeah. So I, so I appreciate you hopping on, like I said. If you guys want to go follow um, us on socials, we have a Twitter, at RutzPod. Um, if you want to follow my personal social, it's at NoahWillard8. Um, Thanks again, guys, for joining us. We'll be back next week as we continue to run up the score and continue to discuss the playoffs as it unfolds. Thank you, guys, and we'll see you guys next week. All right, thank you.